Ahoy, mateys! Welcome to the AnimeBuoy.org Anime Fan Recommendation Podcast, your twice-monthly port of call for anime recommendations, news bits, and discussion that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. I'm your host, Captain Spike, and with me, as always, is First Mate Sidekick, Yar, and a special guest. Hey, queens! Hey, Queen! Today is August 6th, 2017, and this is episode 25, Talking Point, Getting Into Anime. Welcome once again, our lovely and beautiful listeners, to the Anime Buoy Recommendation and Discussion Podcast. Anime Buoy Recommendation and Discussion Podcast. Where we like to talk about our favorite anime and hope to open your eyes to some classics that you might have missed, as well as shine a light on some modern shows that maybe aren't getting quite as much love as we feel they should be. This week, we're trying something new with our first Talking Point episode. Talking Point's Moving forward will be episodes where we eschew our traditional format a little bit to deep dive on a specific topic or aspect of a show to really get down to brass tacks on it. So buckle in and let's do this thing. But first, I'd like to talk about our special guest this week. A wild sulker appears. So, yeah, well, no, we're done with that. So, Sulker, let me ask you, uh, uh, who are you? Where might our listeners know you from? And if they who don't, are you? then where should they know you from? Um, who am I is a question I've been trying to answer for 30-odd years. So, uh, if anyone knows the answer to that, please away. let me know. I mustn't run away. Um, but a little more succinctly, um, I am uh, Trainer Sulker from the Same Type Attack Bonus podcast. Uh, Stabcast for short. Stabcast for short, which maybe you guys uh, reference on this show periodically. If not, you should. Um, We do. We shout it out. Good. You should shout it out because it's let it all out time. Which means you don't listen to this show. Shout it out. Uh, (laughs) At any case, uh, so yeah, I'm one of those three nerds that uh, talk about Pokemon over there. Uh, You should listen to this week's episode. It was uh, quite a thrilling episode. Uh, It was about anime. It sure was. Um, So people can hear me over there. Um, What else? What else do you want to know about me? All right. Well, you answer my next question. I heard that you and Captain Spike are boyfriends. So what is what is your favorite anime? Um, that's a difficult question. I prepared you for this. You, I sent you this show roll hours ago. Um, I don't know. Like maybe um, I don't know. What's the most weeb thing I could say? Gundam Wing. You shut your fucking pie okay, hole. Okay, Sulker really does like Gundam Wing a lot though. Whatever. Whatever. I, I wasn't judging. I'm saying no. You, whatever. You no. Like whatever. It's fine. But yeah, I love me some Gundam Wing. I love some Naruto, Boruto, uh, probably everything that Miyazaki's ever made. Uh, that's probably like because I remember my first anime being uh, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. Uh, so that that one was a cool one. Oh, where'd my show roll go? Disappeared. Just like your viewers after they listen to me for a few seconds. Um, yes, viewers on a podcast. I will end you painfully. Hey, at least it's not me this time. Yo, go go ahead. Draw attention to yourself. That's going to end well for you. So, okay. Let, now that I'm done antagonizing you guys. We're all hungry. <laughs> We're angry. So let me ask you this. How, how did you get into anime? You referenced Naushka as sort of your entry point. I'd like to hear, like, how did you get to that? Um, so there was this video store back in the day that my mom used to take us to. I guess I picked up the, a copy of it from the cartoon section, and we watched the uh, heavily edited for America ep- version of it. Uh, oh, and wow. the rest Was is... that back when, uh, like, the Carl Maycheck group still had uh, rights to those Miyazaki pieces? Probably. I, anime 
history and such, not my forte per se. Um, but yeah, I remember that being something that was said about it, that it was super heavily modified as I like looked into it later on as I was growing up. Um, but from there, it was pretty much an uphill or downhill, whichever is the easiest way to say, like, I just really got into it. Um, watch things like Dragon Ball Z while growing up, uh, Pokemon, obviously. May I ask, how old were you when you picked out that video at the video store? Old enough that I can't remember it, like, or young enough that I can't remember it. It was so long ago. I must have oh, wow, been, like, a cool. little kid. Um, so, yeah, um, then, like, watching, I remember, like, sometime after uh, Grave of the Fireflies came out, I watched that with my mom once, which was a mistake, because uh, we ended up, like, having a lot of tears oh, over that God. movie. My grandma walked into the room and was like, what is wrong with you people? And she was sassy like that. Um, so, yeah, th- that's how I got into anime. Blame my mom. I, I I don't think there's anything to blame. So you know, I was uh I was like th- assuming that you were talking about like a streamlined produ- productions release or something, but I'm looking into this original ed- heavily edited release of Naushka now that was done by uh, New World Pictures as Warriors of the Wind. And oh, this I remember is amazing. About that. I've never seen this. This is yeah, I've never seen that, but I remember hearing about Warriors of the Wind. Yeah, this is wild. Yeah, so whatever it was called back then, I only ever re-found it as like a teen-slash-adult when it was uh, re-released as Nashka. Like, box like, oh, art of how characters that aren't literally not in this movie. Like, this is something else. How funny. But, um, okay, so I'd like to um, segue then into our discussion, because, you know, uh, the real genesis of this conversation was a Mega Drive. No, um, the real genesis of this conversation was that Kotaku article that we talked about a few weeks ago on our last episode, um, which was, you know, people talking about, like, what shows they used to get people into anime. I don't get to talk about how I got into anime. How people who are, girl, calm down. Like, follow your show roll notes, because, you know, that's a thing that I've been told to do, so you should do it. So we're talking about this topic because there was just this article being passed around on the internet. Um, we talked about it last week. We even talked then about how we were going to do an episode on um, sort of like, what are good entry point anime? Surprise. But I wanted not. to build a little bit of a conversation around it. Start off with what got us into anime, then talk about who we have gotten into anime. Uh, then, you know, what do we use? And then, you know, if we have any add-ons, like what current series might be useful moving forward. Stuff like the reflection might not be useful for getting most people into anime, but if you have someone in your life who's like super into specific types of superhero books, it could be a great pick. Uh, So for myself, and I've told this story on this show before, so this will be brief. I got into anime, I think the same way a lot of kids my age did, which was bootleg VHS tapes being passed around among friends. Uh, (laughs) That is definitely not my experience. You know, so I I had, well, again, I'm a little older than you. (laughs) I'm not talking about you when I say kids my age necessarily. Um, I got this VHS tape, had like a copy of Vampire Hunter D, it had fan translated like Project Odin, uh, like Project Akko was on it, uh, it like uh, the Dominion Tank Police was on it, which by the by, I was actually probably too young to have been watching. And uh, Vampire Hunter D was what I was there for, and it was all recorded on that like super like slow tape speed mode, so the image quality was abysmal for all of them. Uh, But I just could not stop watching this tape, and I would always fall asleep during 
Odin, Star, whatever. Uh, but the other features really caught my attention. I ended up asking the same friend, like, hey, do you have any other uh, of this Japanese cartoon stuff? I'd really like to watch more. And, uh, you know, he didn't have too much, but over time, you know, Blockbuster started to get this stuff. Um, he would start, you know, talking to his friends, asking if they had any more, and we would start getting uh, either fan subs or even raw tapes. Um, started watching, you know, the uh, international channel, which would play anime from time to time. In fact, there was a whole run of years here in the Bay Area where you could watch untranslated Dragon Ball Z on Sunday nights at 6.30. I remember that time. Yeah, yeah. Me and a lot of friends would get together every Sunday night and watch Japanese Dragon Ball Z. Uh, so, you know, and that was really from the time I was in elementary school, basically. I was watching anime in Japanese, subtitled, sometimes fan-subbed, and um, it really created, for me, like this thirst for this content that even still, I'm constantly looking for new old anime. I, I just cannot get enough of this stuff. Oh, what about you, Saigi? How did you get into it? So my first exposure to anime was the American dub of the 1975 Japanese anime Maya the Bee, which aired on Nick Jr. That's awesome. So, like, I'm being a little facetious here. Like, I didn't actually realize that that was anime until much later. And similarly with... Uh, I will say, you know, I don't think about it in that context, but growing up, my mother tells me I was also super into Robotech and Voltron. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, Voltron, yeah, Voltron was a big one for me. I'm not thinking about it, but we'll, uh, we'll get back to me, I guess. Uh, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland, I also did not realize was anime. I was just like, oh, it's the movie version of that Capcom game that I really love. Right? <laughs> so, like, those were the actual first Japanese anime experiences I had. But um, what really uh, properly got me into anime and understanding that it was Japanese cartoons and stuff was Sailor Moon. Um, I just remember hearing kids talking about it on the playground, and it was airing right after school. I always remember being super salty because, uh, you know, like, I got home from school and I'd, like, you know, be doing my homework or whatever. And it aired right after Bananas and Pajamas, and I would be, like, always mad when it wasn't on yet, and I had to, like, sit through the end of Bananas and Pajamas. See, I have the opposite experience. Like, I remember it being on during that time frame, and, like, I secretly liked Bananas and Pajamas, but for me, like, I could never really get home until, like, about ten minutes into Sailor Moon, because I had to walk home. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. See, I was like in fifth grade, so I was like, uh, but uh, like homeboy, back, you recognize back that we're about and, the same age, right? Looking, Yeah. I mean, looking back at bananas and pajamas was actually kind of cute. <laughs> that means bananas and pajamas was my first anime experience. No, um, I just really, even, you know, though we've talked about on our In Defense of Sailor Moon Crystal episode that, um, a lot of, you know, the original Sailor Moon anime drags, even in Japanese, I mean, I know that's kind of an unpopular popular opinion i just i really uh enjoyed it i like you know i just i liked that they were uh you know the transformations i was you know very early on you know probably not quite realizing i was queer yet but uh you know definitely that was very formative of it and then uh, shortly after discovered dragon ball um i think it originally was syndicated right and then eventually got picked up on cartoon network yeah and then um, what actually allowed me to connect with other anime friends and um, start to really branch out and learn more about anime, which I don't know if I would have done on my own, is um, uh, towards the end of middle school, I made some friends that you know ended up being some pretty good friends throughout high school, and uh, we originally bonded over Pokemon, and so we were the ones who like cut class to go see the Pokemon, the first movie and stuff, and so like not a lot of people were really 
talking about anime then. So, like, um, you know, uh, it was through those friends and then, like, you know, friends that we met in high school. Like, uh, I, I was not part of, like, the drama club, but, like, a lot of our friends were, like, kind of in, like, the drama band choir geeks. Like, that was kind of my clique. And so, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the weird drama kids like anime. So, like, I borrowed... Um, the, remember the VHSs of Evangelion that were only two to a VHS? Yeah, because so uh, releasing it that way was the only way ADV could make it profitable after how much money they spent licensing it. <laughs> right. Uh, so this was like definitely I'm being facetious. After. I don't know that to be fat. <laughs> I mean, probably. But, uh, you know, this this was definitely a couple years after, you know, Evangelion had actually been a thing. Um, so I borrowed, um, actually borrowed from the same friend, like uh, Trigon and Evangelion and uh, was able to, um, at that point, I believe they had the DVD sets. Uh, so I was, you know, mowed lawns and stuff and, you know, just based on like a couple episodes, like, okay, um, you know, going to give these a chance at the time, you know, uh, that's also when Toonami was really picking up, so kind of started watching Tenchi, which, you know, does not, has not aged well, but, uh, you know, Tenchi Universe was definitely very early on something that captured my attention. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, it's like branching out Trigun and Evangelion were like the first ones that really kind of showed me a little more, uh, you know, because otherwise I'd just been watching stuff that had been dubbed and aired on, uh, television. So, uh, these were, I was still watching the dubs of those too, but, uh, then, uh, like, kind of branched out, like, when I really first started exploring on my own was when I, um, got at KB Toys, they had the Estefone Fox Kids dub. And I told that story on, I told that story on the Estefone episode. That was kind of my first one of, and then I was like, hey, you guys, have you, uh, you know, seen this? And then, uh, Serial Experiments Lane, I remember, like, just going on the, uh, was it Right Stuff back then, still? Was it still called Right Stuff? Yeah, Right Stuff was Right Stuff back then, unless you're thinking of Anime Village, but that was like, uh, no. yeah, Anime Village was specifically like a Bandai Visuals, right, North which American I, the, the, branch. The VHS tape subs that I have of, was Anime Village, but uh, I b- bought stuff through Right Stuff and um, Serial Experiments Lane, which I also talked about. Uh, so I remember just like looking at Right Stuff and kind of being like, oh, what looks cool? And just taking a chance and with those two getting lucky. And then from there, just kind of... Uh, it was a lifelong love affair. Uh, for me, there That's were awesome. a couple of other shows that I probably should mention in my formative years. Uh, Ronin Warriors being a big one. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, and Powers in the Armor. Yeah, and it was coming out around the same time as Sailor Moon, so it was like uh, the boy version to that, which was also kind of cool. I uh-huh. mean, I loved both, but... My friend who uh, loved Gundam Wing, she also loved Ronin Warriors. And she has good taste. Um, also, she also like Samurai Pizza Cats. Also, so, yeah, I was going to say uh, Samurai Pizza Cats was another big one. One for me growing up, uh, and then like moving into high school when we were getting tsunami really happening around here, there were like really good shows. Like uh, that's how. Well, before that, I remember viewing uh, Evangelion on PBS here uh, in California, as well as uh, like then when we get into the tsunami age, watching Gundam Wing, uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Outlaw Star. Yes. Uh, there was something else. Oh, and then like I had friends who were uh, like super nerdy, got me into things like Ah oh, My Goddess uh, and Fushigi Yugi. Uh, which is always going to be... you're under arrest? Uh, yeah, you're under arrest, made an appearance in my life. We talked about that when we were in Japan, you and I. Uh, well, when you guys got arrested. No, just kidding. Yeah, well, you know, that's for the After Hours episode. Um, oh, my. So, yeah, those are some of the shows that I really enjoyed kind of in my teen years uh, and have constantly found new and awesome anime 
to consume. That's awesome. And, you know, I didn't necessarily talk about, like, the shows that I transitioned from that initial experience to whatever the hell you would call me now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ronin Warriors definitely played a part. Um, our local PBS played Tenchi Universe. That definitely p- played a big part. Um, Key the Metal Idol was on our uh, public access, and that was wow. one I saw as well, which was really fantastic. Um, but, you know, by that point, you know, we're talking about, like, mid-90s, and I was already going to, like, local anime cons by the by the mid-late 90s, uh, which, very cool, but also, yeah. Um, anime well, cons amazing. are weird and like, scary. <laughs> because, like, I, I mean, it might have just been that couple age years age difference, but, like, I didn't even, like, fathom the idea of an anime convention or whatever, you know? Yeah, I was at uh, AX99, was for example. Um, I was going to the, uh, like, Fanime events, like, pretty much when they were in their, like, early, early days. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I used to go to an anime social when I was in high school every Friday night in uh, Fremont, which is a nearby city. Um, they would basically show only fan sub stuff every Friday night. Uh, they would basically reopen their shop that normally closed at like 4 p.m. and they would just show fan subs for anyone who wanted to come. If you wanted to buy stuff, that was cool too. If you just wanted to watch, you know, two hours of fan subbed random anime, you could do it. And uh, as a result, me and a bunch of other kids who maybe didn't have as much money as we had time came through every Friday, saw all kinds of cool stuff. That was how I saw like uh, Shoujo Kakume Utena for the first time. Is that how you met Christy? That is, in fact, that's exactly how I met Christy. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it just was a really great way to explore all of these anime series and really get into a lot of stuff that I would definitely have never seen otherwise. It's actually uh, that spirit in which I do this podcast to try and open people's eyes to new shows. Um, I'm always having people over to watch stuff because it very much, for me, uh, my exposure to anime and my entry into anime was very much a a social um, function, you know? Yeah, definitely. And so with that in mind, you know, I want to talk a little bit about people I've gotten into anime in my own life. And, uh, you know, this is primarily a talking point for Sulker. But, uh, you know, in my own life, I think I've gotten everybody I know into anime to some degree. And, you know, I've uh, talked a little bit about this in previous episodes. But, like, in my office, for example, you know, I I work with largely people who are older than myself. Uh, My old boss, my or I should say supervisor, is or was. I mean, she still is, but she isn't my supervisor anymore. A uh, late 50s southern lesbian uh you wouldn't expect her to be into anime but i loaned her a copy of princess mononoke once and she was like i have never seen anything like this i need more so i hooked her up with like all of the old my old miyazaki dvds uh she just couldn't stop i started getting her into like satoshi Kon stuff she couldn't stop then she started to look at netflix because you know this is over a process of years and she's like oh hey netflix has a bunch of this stuff now what what should i be watching and so i was basically like oh okay, girl, what you need to do is I gave her a little list and now she's emailing me all the time. Anytime uh, there's like a Miyazaki film night happening somewhere, anytime there's like a new uh, anime film playing at like the New People Viz Theater in Japantown in San Francisco, she's like, is this one I should be going to? Is it going to be good? And yeah, I turned her into uh, basically otaku. It's it's pretty wild. Uh, so like, that's amazing. What about you? Wh- whom have you gotten that's notable into anime in your own life? Well, you know, that's, I haven't really gotten a lot of people into anime because like uh, the people People who I was friends with in high school, you know, were already into it and got me into it. And then when I met you, Captain Spike, like aside from video games and indie rock, like one of the things that we were like, oh, anime, because 
like, you know, people weren't really talking about anime in the early mid 2000s quite as much. It was kind of in a slower sort of groove, you know. So uh, there have been a lot of people that I've gotten into anime, but I, you know, as someone who is really starting to devour this content, I tried to get my mom and my sister into anime, and uh, I remember like trying to get my sister to watch Estefani, and she just was bored. But uh, what really ended up uh, clicking with them was Studio Ghibli. So like, um, and I would say that like you know my sister, my sister definitely still loves Studio Ghibli. Like her cat's name is Gigi, although it's not a black cat. So I was like, why why'd you do that? It's kind of pointless. But uh, anyways, like you know she she loves um, Kiki's Delivery Service, Ponyo, uh, Totoro. Um, you know like so she, she kind of she kind of appreciates the like more innocent childish ones. One yeah, and you know my tastes tend to go for a little bit more of the Edge Lord. The mature, the mature ones, you know, uh, but, you know, that, that, that was cool, like, that finally, you know, there was some sort of anime that, like, you know, we could share that experience with, and uh, my mom as well really, you know, maybe not quite as much, but, you know, like, uh, straight up where my mom was like, oh, have you seen Whisper of the Heart yet? So, like, to the point where my mom is like, and, you know, a lot of it is because, you know, uh, uh, my family is very much a bunch of Disney freaks, and so the fact that, like, you know, like, oh, well, Disney was licensing these, and, you know, that, you know, this was, you know, in the age of the internet enough that, you know, where, like, you know, like, oh, Disney is involved in this, so, you know, that, that kind of piqued the curiosity as well. Um, but, you know, to the point where my mom would be asking me, like, oh, have you seen Whispers of the Heart? Like, I think that's pretty cool. Um, the only other one that I would say is pretty notable is that um, there was one time, I think it was uh, when I was home for summer in the college, and I rented the, I believe that's when a DVD had just come out of Millennium, Millennium Actress, and so I, I rented it, and I mean, I knew it wasn't Miyazaki, but I was like, oh, yeah, it's like a, you know, because I didn't really know a lot about Satoshi Kon back then. I knew, like, I remember, like, hearing about Perfect Blue and being like, oh, like, in high school and being like, ooh, that's, like, R-rated. I don't know if I should watch that. I'm not 18 yet. <laughs> I was very sheltered. But. It's funny, yeah, because this is one where, like, it's funny to contrast our experiences because there was a, like, premiere event of Perfect Blue at Anime Expo, and I was there that year. I saw it at its world premiere. Yeah, I mean, and you're talking an, about like, oh, I can't watch that. It's rated R. I mean, that that is an intense, intense film. But uh, yeah, so uh, my mom actually really enjoyed Millennium Actress. I don't know if she would remember it at this point because that's been like over ten years ago. But like, I was, I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, so it, it's funny because like, uh, I guess as we transition into how do we get people into anime, like Satoshi Kon and Miyazaki. I say Miyazaki, but like Studio Ghibli. Like, those are really good entry points for people. Excellent. And Sulker. Um, for me, there's only a couple real notable people in my life that I've gotten into anime. Uh, as mentioned before, my mom, uh, starting with Warriors of the Wind slash Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. That's um, my mom definitely was there during my early years watching a lot of the same content that I was. Uh, so with that particular movie, I made her rent it like probably once a month, if not more frequently than that. So basically it was like on constant cycle in our house. Um, and then like as I got on in like my own years, she kind of like stopped watching the same content because, you know, you you'd kind of block out your parents as you hit a certain age for a while. Um, and then I remember 
remember like at one point she was like hey what was that anime movie you used to watch when you were a kid and i was like what are you talking about and she's like uh something of the wind and i was like oh yeah i vaguely remember that uh then when i found uh the year that it was re-released here uh, i brought a copy of that to our home and uh showed her that and then uh like other things like i mentioned grave of the fireflies we watched together uh she is now the kind of person though that will go out of her way to also uh like just if she sees an anime pop up on netflix that she might like she'll rent it and then uh she'll be like oh have you heard about this and 90 percent of the time thanks to uh, captain spike i do know about them uh and have watched them but there was one do you remember what it was spike that we we came over the other day and she was watching uh beast boy and the beast or something what was that one called yeah because i think that spike messaged me on facebook being like uh mom was watching boy and the beast isn't that awesome and i was like yeah uh so that and then like most of my friends throughout uh grade school middle school and high school all watched anime uh in mostly into college though like i didn't hang out with as many folks who watched anime in college so those that i knew i would share it with and just kind of like we would talk about them amongst ourselves uh most notably recently there was a co-worker of mine who uh randomly shouted out her nickname one day and for whatever reason and it turns out it was kiki so i was like oh deliver that service girl and she laughed and was like but why i don't get what your joke is so i told her about kiki's delivery service and a larger conversation about like miyazaki and she went and like got all of the movies uh in her viewing spectrum pretty quick i think there was uh i think some there was a recent showing of uh, miyazaki films out here in the city and she was like oh i went to all those and like i really dig this now so uh, it was cool that in the modern day i was able to bring a friend into that kind of sphere so i hope that she continues listening to anime as we move on in our lives that's awesome all right well how about we go on to our next talking point (laughs) so um and i guess this will a little bit less focus on slaggy of course but i do want to ask slaggy for the people in your life or if you had people in your life that you were trying to get into anime uh what what do you use slash what would you use um honestly i really do feel like um looking at the ghibli works and uh you know more recently like things like your name like i think that movies are good because there's not a huge commitment like uh you know if you're like if you're like uh hey oh i so I heard that you like Japanese history. You should watch this 100-episode series called Rinroni Kenshin that has stretches and hours at a time of filler, but there's a puppy episode. <laughs> like, s- some of the scope of anime can be off-putting, like, to the point where I would really, for example, like to watch One Piece one day, but there's 700-plus episodes. Like, how can I even really start? Same kind of with Naruto. That's why I never really heavily gotten into it, just because there's so much. Um, Dude, and you know, I am literally every day watching about that because like I love these shows and I would love to share them with people it's like why can't y'all just make they, like a story so far series of movies so that yeah people like can, compilation movie get in. yeah if it's love, good love, enough for Gundam it's good enough for Naruto yeah so um I, I think that um movies are probably a really good way just also because they don't they um don't as often like the thing when we talk when we're talking about the works of uh Miyazaki or Satoshi Kon you know that they don't fall into the anime tropes as much which you know like for those of us who are anime otaku like we love the anime tropes and you know <laughs> you know like we love when they're parodied and everything but uh you know I think that if you're trying to prove to someone that anime is a legitimate art form on on its own merit that you know those are really good to go to um 
I would say, like, I don't know, like, I feel like Full Metal Alchemist would be, like, a really good, like, if someone's, like, really ready to kind of dive into, like, a series. And I have a, you know, preference for the original anime and not Brotherhood, but, uh, you know, I feel like, um, I feel like Full Metal Alchemist, if someone kind of wanted to, like, okay, they're ready for something kind of a little meatier, more intense. Um, you know, I think that, um, Escaflone is a really great blend of different genres, as we talked about, but, I mean, that's also my bias. But I think that, that you'd also, you could kind of, like, be on a case-by-case basis. For example, if someone really liked Japanese history, maybe they would be into uh, Rurouni Kenshin. So, uh, but just in terms of a general sense, I would say, you know, the Satoshi Kon films, the Ghibli films, and then starting to look at, you know, I, st- I still think like, you know, things like Trigon, you know, maybe, I don't know if Trigon's aged super well, because it's been a while, but I mean, you know, it's definitely a lot of fun. So I would probably go back to some of those things uh, that I enjoyed in my youth. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, then how about you, Sulker? Same question. Uh, so there are a few things that I would generally recommend to people if they're trying to get into anime. Um, I mean, anything outside, obviously Ghibli, as we just kind of touched on. Um, I would also probably say recommend uh, Evangelion, uh, the original series up until the last two episodes, which... Ooh, that's intense. Because, like, while I will say that to a person, like, oh, you probably don't need the last two episodes, I know that by that point they'll be so addicted to it that they're going to watch it out of curiosity and still get the same, what the fuck did I just see that I, I had? Interject, uh, I mean, you're interjecting anyway, so... Go right ahead. So what's interesting is that um, I normally would have said the same, but uh, after we just did our Gundam episode, I, I almost feel like um, if I had understood the tropes of like Gundam and mecha anime, then you would have gotten would, more out of. I would have gotten even more out of it. So uh, well, it's funny because I was also going to say that uh, in the mecha sphere, I would probably also recommend Eighth MS Team, uh, the Gundam series. Oh, uh, that's a good one because it is both in the original series timeline, but also different enough that it like has it's it's short enough and different enough that it gives you all of the you need out of a mecha series while also being a really good war story but not taking like hundreds of episodes to tell it um i would also recommend something like uh for those who like were like oh man i used to really like sailor moon and i'm trying to get back into anime i'd be like go and watch madoka magica you're gonna hate yourself at the end of it and you'll probably hate me but you're gonna love it i guess this shouldn't surprise me because you a spoopy bitch but uh you recommend and all this dark and intense. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. Um, well, and I think that's actually a really good point, and I, I will let you resume. I just wanted to briefly interject. Um, you know, a lot of times for me, when I'm bringing someone into anime, like, I look at, like, do they have any history with it? Like, what types of shows do, you know, they already connect to? And I think, for example, if you know someone has seen uh, Sailor Moon and used to enjoy it, then Madoka Magica is going to get them hooked right back in. Yep. Um, one other show, and uh, this will be my last one, uh, I would highly recommend anyone who hasn't watched it even if they've listened to this uh seven samurai uh it is a combination of like insane combat like and taking the uh like old historical story of seven samurais uh yeah so that's a samurai seven samurai seven sorry orders of words and things are hard for me um but yeah i friggin' love that story it is space opera meets samurai showdown and it's pretty much everything i need out of an anime um so those are my things what about you spike well and you know that was one that actually i think put gonzo on a lot of people's radar that maybe hadn't jived with their um typical blend of cgi and
and cell, you know, traditional cell animation up to that point. Slaggy, have you seen Samurai 7? I haven't. I mean, and I know that it was, like, pretty well loved, right? Yeah, it was, it was very well I mean, well of regarded. course, it's, it's based on Kurosawa, so, I mean, it's probably likely to be pretty great. Yeah. Um, I remember the art being really beautiful for it, if I recall. Yeah, I was I was really into it. Um, for me, and, you know, I've, I've talked about this a little bit here on the show, but for me, um, I often, when I'm getting into anime, I try to, like, hear what the other person's objections to anime are and then sort of target them so people who um, are maybe thinking of anime as like a genre that can only be one thing you know to, for that person I'm gonna be like oh you should check out you know Spirited Away you should check out you know uh, Millennium Actress you should check out Tokyo Godfathers and really break them out of the idea that anime can only wolf be children. one thing Wolf Children but that's a great example that's one I forgot to mention yeah that's Wolf Children's fantastic uh, Sulker and I actually watched part of it untranslated while we were in Japan Aww, and it's just be so it really sweet. reminded me how great a film that one is. Um, you know, and then I like to go on to things that are a little weirder that you would never see in, in other media. So, you know, stuff like Read or Die for me is one because it's just a three a short three-episode OVA, so it's still, you know, just the length of a feature, but you would never see a story like Read or Die in Western animation. And how have we not done Read or Die, Bowie? Yeah, I think it's an inevitability, but I've still never been able to get through the entire ROD TV series, and so that's kind of a problem. <laughs> uh, you know, so for me, it's it's very much, you know, um, I've gotten some people into anime. My uh, roommate, in fact, Ben, uh, I got him really into anime through stuff like Shinesman, things that are like very, like very much a parody of material that people in North America have seen. Um, that is, you know, a parody Super Sentai show. And so it played as a parody of Power Rangers, which was very effective. He got super into it. And, uh, you know, that's a little bit of a cheat because he did have a history with Macross, but I uh, definitely opened his eyes and opened him up to uh, some other anime shows I think that maybe he wouldn't have been otherwise so doesn't everyone have a history with Macross in their own way pretty much it's true. Uh, you know, for people I know who are, like, super into music, I've had good luck getting them into just, like, the uh, Interstellar 5555. Oh, that's so good. And then from there, like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, you can check out stuff like K-On! You can check Nana. out stuff like Beck. What was that? Nana. Yeah, Nana. That's a great one, too, yeah. Although they never finished that because uh, for uh, health issues, right? I've gotten friends into, uh, I've gotten friends into anime using uh, Paradise Kiss. Oh, yes. I'm like, all these things we've talked about that I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's actually a big part of why I've talked about a lot of these shows on the air. Because, you know, to me, uh, if we're going to talk about a show that we're trying to get people into anime with, I'm going to talk about the shows I've actually this used to get people into anime. This has just been an anime buoy commercial. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, those for me. It's our PBS pledge drive. All right. Those for me are, are kind of the shows that I, I and features that I really tend to use to get people into it. Um, but, you know, going into 2017, I kind of feel like things are going to start changing. Um, and it's funny because I, I think about things like I would probably still never use One Punch Man to get someone new to anime into anime. Uh, so much of what makes One Punch Man funny is really that context. But I look at like Mob Psycho 100. I think someone who's never seen anime before could still watch Mob Psycho 100 and get into it. Uh, so I'd like to sort of wrap this up by like what are more modern shows that you guys would use now if you make a new friend at, at work or at a club or at a book club. You're trying to get them into anime what would you use? Uh, Sulker? It's funny that you say not to use One Punch Man because I definitely would say One Punch Man. Um, but otherwise, I would probably, like, I've talked about a lot of the things that I would reference. Um, uh, obviously, based on 
on my interests alone. I would definitely recommend the Pokemon Sun Moon anime in its original Japanese version uh, with subtitles, uh, just because I think that it's really well animated. It does have some like throwaways to the art styles of things like JoJo, uh, which I think are useful. Uh, but also, it's like a light-hearted, for the most part, kids show uh, that could be a nice way for someone to relax at the end of the day, with the exception of uh, the Litten storyline that happened uh, earlier this year. Um, I would definitely not, in 2017, recommend Tenchi Muyo. Uh, Sorry, Tenchi. But just because of its problematic harem anime nonsense. Um, I would maybe recommend checking into something on, like, uh, some of the Netflix original stuff. Um, I don't know if it necessarily counts, but I would say watch the Castlevania series that came out on Netflix recently. Um, Otherwise, I would point them at Crunchyroll in general to be like, hey, here is a website that has pretty much everything that you could want on a very basic level for anime. Just find, like, here's a couple of things that I recommend and go all right all right and you sidekick some newer shows that you would use if you were to make a new friend for movies your name because uh, it's basically the best anime film ever i got my import <laughs> copy of your name on blu-ray this week and i have already I'm, watched it like three times I'm like if it weren't already so late and i me having to get back home after this i'd be like let's watch it um but i would say like a lot like if people are uh and i know I'm, oh, like this is already almost 10 years old i was gonna say like uh grim login like uh but um i was thinking like studio trigger but not that one that was uh, kind of a bit of a dud. What was that one that was that they put out that really wasn't as? Are you talking about Kill the Kill? No, Kill the Kill was great. Like I would definitely, if people are wanting something that's kind of like similar to like some of the anime quirks that you know, kind of like the quirkier, tropier parts of anime. Um, I would definitely recommend Kill the Kill. Uh, no, there was the one Trigger anime that uh, came after, but uh, anyways, but uh, you know, I'd say Studio Trigger would be a, a great way, and I, I, I include Gurren Logan with that, even though Gurren Logan's like ten years old at this point. Uh, but yeah, Kill a Kill would be a good one. Um, Little Witch. Assassination, assassination Classroom. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, S Class is a good one. Because I think Assassination Classroom is just something that's so bizarre and very anime. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, again, like if someone's willing to get a little bit otaku, uh, that would be a good one. I would say the first part of Sword Art Online, but I was everything after the first half of that first season, I kind of fell off a little bit. Um, you know, the uh, the... The second series uh, that is still considered under the sword art story, um, that I can agree with you, like the whole fairy storyline. Um, but from what I've seen of Sword Art Online 2, uh, when they're basically gun art online. Yeah, like Gun Grave uh, or whatever. That one, like from what I've seen, has been pretty good. I was watching that while we were traveling around Japan uh, with episodes I'd saved on my phone. And like, I, I think that one's actually pretty good in that it covers a little bit about like MMOs, but isn't like as like fast paced as uh, the original Sword Art series. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking of Kizniver. I remember that not really going over well as far as triggers. Yeah, Kizniver was not the greatest. Um, Little Witch is, is really good, though, and on Netflix. So, Oh, yeah, it's finally on Netflix now, isn't it? Yep. I need to start because I know that we uh, Of course, uh, Space Patrol Luluko, I think we, we could agree is a, a good recommendation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, um, you know, I mean, this would obviously depend if um, the person was is uh, LGBT friendly, but Yuri on Ice. <laughs> Definitely Yuri on Ice. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you won't hear any disagreement from anyone here on that. Like, um, obviously, I don't know I don't know her, but 
but uh, I believe that Johnny Weir was not really super. I mean, like, I don't think he was like opposed to anime, but I don't think he really followed anime. But now he's straight up appearing at Crunchyroll Expo because he loves Yuri on Ice so much. Yeah, it's my understanding that he has become otaku, which is amazing, and he is fabulous. But uh, yeah, so Yuri on Ice that would be my other one. But again, with the caveat of uh, are you okay with gay stuff? Because there's pretty gay stuff going on. Here. All right. Well, all of that having been said, I think it's time to start wrapping this episode up. Um, of course, normally we would talk about what we've been watching here, but we're, we're already running long, and I know for me, my answer hasn't changed from the normal, you know, my, my weekly shows and stuff. Um, I do want to ask you, though, Sulker, what have you been watching lately in the world of anime? Um, obviously, I've been watching Dragon Ball Super uh, weekly as it's simulcast over here. Um, I've been trying to keep up with the Pokemon Sun Moon anime, um, periodically revisiting Fushigi Yugi, um, and then the other day I started trying to do a watch through of um, uh, started trying to watch uh, G Gundam uh, but made the mistake of putting it on really late at night and so like fell asleep oh, no. within the first episode not because it wasn't interesting but because I just was tired yeah it's but late for, uh, you should have watched the reflection if you guys haven't uh, I know I know Spike has but uh, like if you're looking for something to watch uh, at the end of date night or whatever like uh, I think you'd get a lot out of it that would be my recommendation okay it's kind of what I've been watching I'll keep that under advisement um, also been watching uh, Boruto as we can try to catch up to it. Uh, yeah, it's just so hard if they're in filler episodes again already. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll just pause on that one for a while. Um, and I think that covers it other than like having watched a couple of the opening episodes to uh, some of the new season of anime, but that's stuff you guys already covered. Um, but yeah, that's me. Alright. Okay, 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 okay. So I believe we had some social links this week. Yep, keeping it kind of quick here over on Twitter we asked uh, like what would your anime story how do you get into anime how do you get it into anime blah 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 Edward Wong 4 says I think I told my story on the FLCL episode <laughs> definitely and I can't wait until uh, next year when we get seasons 2 and 3 of FLCL uh, probably gonna connect with Edward Wong 4 again I'm pretty sure like, uh, that will definitely occur and if he's not down it. then we all have to have words but we had a very special mail buoy this week from Pao aka Miru69 saying hey guys Pao here and Miru69 Twitter. It's raining a lot in the farm, so I've been listening to your lovely podcast a lot. It honestly makes my day better. Like, I'm hanging out with some friends talking about anime while I feed the animals. I especially joined the article about anime to recommend to newcomers. Since you talked about it, I will tell my personal experience with my husband. When we met over ten years ago, he didn't like anime at all. I've been watching anime since Dr. Slump in the 80s, and as far as my experience goes, many people dislike anime often because of one of these reasons. One, they think anime equals bad animation. Two, they think anime equals ultra violence and hentai. Three, they think anime equals shonen jump series. In the case of my husband, he told me he just disliked the quality of the animation. So I started showing him some series with good animation like Kids on the Slope. Now it's one of his favorite anime of all time. I knew he liked our farm, so he watched Silver Spoon and he loved it. Aww. Some of the other anime we watched together are Baby Steps, Haikyuu, My Love Story, World Trigger, Junjo Romantica, and the heroic legend of Arslan. Yes! He hasn't become an otaku, but now he understands why I love anime and we can watch some stuff together. Aww. That's a really 
really my lovely recommendation story. for anyone who wants to start with anime or show anime to someone will be figure out two things. Favorite genres of that person and try to find anime regarding that genre. Also, this is kind of you, Captain Spec. Figure out what they don't like about anime and go in the opposite direction. Anyway, sorry if the email is too long, but I really wanted to send you an email for a while now. Big, hu- big hugs for the farm. Uh, big, har- big, uh, big hugs from the farm for us and all the animals. Aw. Thank you so much, Emiru and MacGyver. Uh, y'all are awesome. We deeply appreciate your listenership. And I totally, totally relate to a lot of what you're saying here. And I think your story is super adorable. It really is. And also, I love the farm animals. They're so cute. Oh, it's a play on MacGyver. I get it. McGaver, yeah. <laughs> All right, with that, uh, thank you for your feedback. And as always, we love your feedback. We love your iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Ratings, reviews, and subscriptions. We like your Facebook likes, and we effing love Twitter. You can mail us at mailbuoy at animebuoy.org. Mailbuoy at animebuoy.org. And our home base is animebuoy.org. Captain Spike, do you have some shout-outs? I do. Uh, you can check out the gamebuoy.org video game podcast. Gamebuoy.org video game podcast. Your twice-monthly port of call for gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your but most definitely should be. That is a show featuring myself and Slagkick here. You can also check out the Ranger Pride cast, which is over on the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com, where myself and Shane Alenko talk about the current season of the Power Rangers meta-series, as well as the current season of the Super Sentai meta-series upon which it's based. I'd like to, at this point, give Sulker a chance to do some shout-outs. Sulker? I'd like to shout-out to stabcast.org. 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 Twice-monthly podcast about the Pokemon anime, Pokemon games and really everything Pokemon related, especially the card game. I was going to say, you better mention that card game. We certainly talk about that card game and the... It has the most news. And it has a coin most frequently used. A coin. And a Pokemon trading card game online code card. And a Pokemon online trading card code card. Um, I'd also like to shout out to my Twitter at Monarch Paratica. You can find me at that or uh, tweet to us over at stabcast.org and um, yeah, I'll probably get your messages that way. Um, Go ahead and kick it over to slag kick well i usually do stab but thank you for covering that one so i'm going to go into reading is fundamental the podcast where myself spike rob roberts from orange lounge radio podcast and delvin from the video game realness podcast serve tea and dish on everything repulse drag race there needs to be a good like drag queen anime i guess drag is not culturally as huge in japan but uh, anyways i'm i'm rambling i'd like to also shout out to the Paducan comics cosplay and cons podcast which focuses on those themes <laughs> and it is hosted by Edwin Wanafor and friends I'd also like to shout out to the Transformation Sequence podcast a podcast where a panel of nerds talks about anime without the fear of random bullies um, making fun of them because they're watching those Japanese cartoons alright well with all this having been said it has been another lovely episode of Anime Buoy I'd like to say again thank you so much Sulker for being thank here with you, us Sulker. tonight and thank you for having me we should have had Sulker our for pleasure. our Gundam episode he would have had a lot to offer I think yeah I mean having someone who liked Gundam Wing probably would have helped. You're rude and hateful. I liked I liked parts of Gundam Wing. So, all right. Well, all this having been said, I hope all of y'all out there at home have had half as much fun listening as we've had talking to you. We'll be back at you in a couple of weeks, but until then, uh, keep watching. Keep watching. Keep watching. Keep thinking. Keep, keep thinking. thinking. And, uh... Ryoko Fukatsu. Ryoko! I'm a pork cutlet!
anime was a mistake.